Here we go. Let me introduce you to our guests in no particular order. We do have Rabbi Julia Margolis. My goodness, I don't remember the last time we spoke, Jules. She's the chairman of the South African Center for Religious Equality and Diversity Sacred. Rabbi, good evening to you, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you for inviting me. How are you doing? I am well. My goodness, I honestly don't remember the last time we spoke. I know. It was too long, huh? Wow, Jules. <laughs> wow. Okay. Also, we do have Sheikh Tapelo Ahmad, Chief Whip of the Al Jama Political Party, and is a city at a city of Johannesburg Councillor. Uh, good evening to uh, Sheikh. Thank you very much for going to talk to us. Good evening, Naya. Uh, good evening to the listeners. We have Let's spoken this year, haven't we, Sheikh? No, we haven't. We uh, haven't we in, in 2020? We haven't? <laughs> My goodness. I, I promise this is not a sign that I don't love you guys. I don't know. It's April and we haven't spoken in all this time. Also, and this one is the first we have not spoken to Father Benjamin Start. Father Start is a lecturer, a formator, teaching sexual ethics, bioethics and ministerial ethics. He is a Catholic priest. Good evening to you, Father. And thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. All right, uh, so we are going to jump into our conversation. I want to repeat this um, unequivocally. We are going to have a conversation. Our conversation actually is about sex. So if you are uncomfortable with listening to subject matter that is sex, that has a sexual content as our conversation is going to be, uh, please um, make the necessary adjustments. Let's begin with Father Stato since um, he's a newbie to uh, this conversation on, on facts of faith. Father Stato, is... is Hello, Say that again, Father? I'm saying good evening, sir. Okay. Um, so, is no sex before marriage realistic, really, now? Yeah, well, this is a complex subject. This will be my first line. Uh, uh, well, one may this may sound uh, not so realistic, but for me and of course for the church, it's something that we view as realistic. Of course, it goes with there are difficulties that goes with the whole issue of marriage or the well, responsibilities rather that one has to follow according to the teaching of the Catholic Church. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's fair and straight. Sheikh, is yes. it realistic? Yes, is it realistic to teach no sex before marriage? Uh, yeah, I would say from an Islamic perspective, I'm wearing uh, a Muslim lens, right? Yes, sir. Uh, sex before marriage is called zina, right? So zina will be different defined in two ways or two forms, which is uh, fornication for those who are not married and maybe adultery for uh, either or one of the two partners that is uh, married, right? Um, so Allah in the Quran, he says, do not come closer to zina. Indeed, it is fahisha. Wasa'asabila. Fahisha, it brings shamelessness. And sa'asabila, it, it means that uh, it, it, it leads you, it directs you in, in an evil uh, road, or it, it, it directs you to evil teachings. 
So um, I, I'd love to bring a bone of contention by saying religion is the essence of morality. So, yes, uh, religion might uh, play a major role when it comes to this uh, issue of sexual intercourse before marriage. So you believe it is realistic to expect people to abstain from sex before or outside marriage? Yes, it is realistic. Okay, all right. Uh, Rabbi, from the Jewish perspective, is sexual abstinence outside the confines of matrimony realistic? Is it a realistic proposition? Yes, it is. Um, and then Judaism sex is permissible only within the context of a marriage. Okay. Uh, in, in Jewish law, sex is not considered to be shameful, for example, like in Islam. But also, um, sex is not thought of a necessary evil for the sole purpose of procreation. And we do believe there is such a idea of sexual desire, which comes from the evil impulse, the yetzer hara. And it's not more evil than hunger or thought or um, other things that might come from this yetzer hara, the evil impulse. So exactly like hunger and thirst, this is a basic instinct and sexual desire must be controlled and channeled and satisfied at the uh, proper time, place and manner. But uh, when sexual desire is satisfied between a husband and a wife at the proper uh, time of a mutual love and desire, then sex is a commandment. It's a mitzvah because um, don't forget the important part is, as I mentioned, is the purpose of procreation. Okay. I, I take that. I take that and we'll chew on what you are saying um, uh, uh, right just now. I just want to open the lines for any and everyone who would like to join in the conversation. This conversation is open to you to participate and share your opinions. And most importantly, we would appreciate it if you were to share your insights predicated on the scriptures that you follow, whether it is the Torah, the Quran, the Bible. Uh, or any scriptures. I understand that there is a plethora of religious authority out there. We do not proscribe anyone from quoting. Quite frankly, we would encourage you to use your scriptural authority as the forerunner of whatever it is that you will be saying, and then uh, your opinions can follow. As a, a, a listener, you can use WhatsApp, you can use the landline, you can use the short message service. Our number there, it's 4193. What on a short message of the SMS? 41931. And WhatsApp, it's 0614104107. Our WhatsApp line is 0614104107. And the landline still is the same. 0891104207. 0891104207. Let's go back to Father. Um, Father, I, I, I would like to understand what your definition of realistic is. I suspect okay. when we okay. speak of reality, we are we may be misconstruing um, ideality and reality. That it is ideal and prescribed uh, may not necessarily denote that which is real, demonstrated by the events in our lifetime 
and the times or the epochs before ours. So what is your definition of reality? When you say it is realistic, where do you get that definition? Okay, maybe let me start by saying what the Catholic Church teaches. Uh, the Catholic Church continues to teach that sexual love between a man and a woman is reserved for marriage or to marriage. We find this teaching in the creation account of Genesis, Book 1, Chapter 1 of the Sacred Scriptures. First, God created man in his own image and likeness, making them male and female. Secondly, only in marriage do we find God's blessing upon the act of sexual love and what is better termed marital love. The physical expression of love in marriage is a sacred sign of a husband and wife's covenant of love and love they share in union with God. The marital love signifies the vow freely exchanged between each other and thereby reflect the faithfulness, permanent, exclusive, and self-giving love they... Forgive me for interjecting there, Father. Um, um, uh, You've quoted Genesis. There is no marriage in Genesis. Pardon me? You have quoted Genesis. You are suggesting that your 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 principle and your position is predicated on Genesis, and yet there is no marriage in Genesis. There was no marriage between Genesis Adam and Eve. Genesis chapter one, uh, verse twenty-seven. There was no marriage in Genesis chapter one, verse twenty-seven. There is no evidence there of is. that. The Bible reads: God blessed them, saying, "Be fertile and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it." Before the man and the woman come together as husband and wife, before they express their love as husband and wife, they are first blessed by God. That was sex, uh, uh, Father. That was not marriage. God well, is there sanctioning sex. He's actually given the instruction to have sex and have many babies resulting out of sex. Nowhere do we see any definition of, of marriage as we have it today happening there. What definition do we have today? We can we can choose any any of the laws that have uh, are recognized, whether it is recognition of customary marriage, whether it's civil law, whether it's common law, whether it is Muslim law. Uh, there is a definition. Pick your take your pick of all those definitions that are applicable in South Africa. That in Genesis, none of those definitions apply to what happened in Genesis. Genesis is just sex. There's no marriage there. There is so. <laughs> anyway, that is your perspective, and we are open to our own opinion. No, sir, this is not an opinion. This is a matter of fact. When you read 127, there is no marriage there, unless you can prove me wrong. Take me to the scriptures and tell me this is marriage as we have defined it in the Republic of South Africa, unless perhaps you want us to believe that the Bible and the people of the Catholic faith have their own definition of marriage. I can take that, if that's what you're arguing tonight. Well, we have. We have our own definition of marriage. All right. Where do you what get the definition, mean, sir? If I may ask. Pardon me? What, what does it mean? Are you talking from the point of view of church? I can't hear you. What does it mean? Are we talking from point of view of church that you yes, have yes, your yes, own from definition? The, from the Catholic point of view, yes. And may, may you just share it with me? Pardon me? Will you just explain what is this definition of a church? Of marriage. Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, the church defined marriage as a covenant between a man and a woman. Yes. That is the first line. I'm hoping you understand what the rabbi is asking. Does the church have its own definition outside the scriptures? 
No, not outside the scripture. Of course, our definition is informed by scriptures. Which one, sir? Of what? Point us to those uh, I'm scriptures. I'm going to read to you Canon 1055 that defines what marriage is. No, hold, hold on, sir. I'm asking the question, is that canon predicated on scripture? If it is, please point us to yes. the scripture. Point us to the scripture, fair father. Uh, well, there are many scriptural quotations one can go through. So go ahead. Share them with us. Many. This is your chance. Pardon me? Share them with us. Share us those okay. scriptures that define your identity, your understanding of marriage, okay, sir. Okay, just hold on. Just hold on. All right, while while we're holding on, we're gonna give uh, the the, the, the reins to the sheikh. Okay. Sheikh, okay. um, I'm 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 trying to understand what you have defined, and um, uh, there's something that the rabbi said, which I'm hoping she was in error, or maybe I yeah. was in error. Uh, did you say that sex is not something good? No, no that's I not what not. I said. I, I I I needed to indemnify myself before I could even uh, deliberate on the issue. I said sex. Uh, out of marriage that's right brings shamelessness right shamefulness so, yeah, yeah, I for an example uh, let me give you a citation if i married you remember when i spoke i spoke about two definitions which is uh, uh fornication and adultery so in the context of a person who's married uh i'll deliberate on adultery so if i'm married and should I happen to engage on an, a sexual activity out of my marriage, right? The first thing that I'll do when I'm uh, in the company of my wife is to is to hide my phone, right? She won't have access to my phone because I wouldn't want her to see the shamelessness that I have brought into the family. Oh, okay. I, I understand. I understand. Yeah. I just want some clarity on that. I want us to go back to what I was asking Father there. Uh, from, yeah. I, need, I need you to help me understand this, Sheikh. When you okay, all agree, just just a moment there, Father, start. Uh, when, you, when you all agree that it is not realistic, I was asking before he went on to other things, I was asking, I'm asking you the same thing. What's your yeah. definition of reality? When you say it's, uh, it's realistic, um, yes. uh, how how do you define realistic? Because that can be done. Uh, Father Statu, I, I just need us to give Sheikh uh, Ahmad an opportunity to respond as well. Um, uh, Sheikh, uh, you all yeah, agreed that it uh, premarital or extramarital sex is yes. forbidden. It's not permissible. It's not yes. right. Now, and, yeah. and, and because of that, it is therefore realistic for your faith to yeah. demand and expect people to restrict sex within the confines of marriage. So my question is, um, how do you define reality? Because it sounds like you're speaking of idealism and not reality. Okay. Uh, reality would be from the context of the Quran or from the abstract of the Quran. Allah says, zina. Don't even come closer to zina. So he doesn't say do not commit zina, do not commit fornication, nor do not commit adultery, but do not come closer to adultery. So where does the process begin? It, it begins from gravitational field. So slowly, gradually, it, it builds up from uh, whatever that the eye would steal. 
you, you get you get what I mean. At the moment your eye is stealing or at the moment your eye shows some interest, that's where you need to engage yourself. I understand. I understand. Remember, Sheikh, this is not disputing what is texted. I'm not disputing what is texted. I'm asking now, you're all, you all three of you agreed that yes. it is realistic. And the clinical definition of reality is that which happens not what is ideal. Quite frankly, I want to read from the Cambridge Dictionary. The Cambridge Dictionary defines reality as the state of things as they are rather yeah. than as yeah. they are imagined to be. 100%. Now, all three of I, you have agreed that it is realistic, and yet that's not I, how it is. I still agree with you. I don't even deviate from what I said, um, and I'm unapologetic about it. There are citations, there are, there are cases in the society where one would... Uh, reach the age of 40 years without engaging on an unlawful sexual intercourse until they get married and then that's where they start engaging. That's, that's, that's a scientific proof. You, you should know about uh, those instances in the society. It's happening. That's reality. It's not something that I'm assuming or I'm concocting somewhere in my head. Hence why I'm saying, yes, it is a reality. But it comes from a personal will. It comes from a willingness from that particular individual. Nice, nice. Okay, Rabbi, <laughs> from your from your take. At first, I I was excited to hear you engaging there. <laughs> it's always interesting to hear the guests engaging one against the other, and I I like. No, I was just trying to understand. Maybe there is something that you know I missed. No, I understand. I understand. I'm not I'm not objecting to it at all. Quite frankly, I I I know of many guests who would have a problem with me doing what you did, and I'm happy that you have joined in the bandwagon. <laughs> You're engaging. This is the platform for us to engage. I'm the bad one. <laughs> no, no, no. You're actually doing the good thing. We're all supposed to be engaging as you just did. Now, let's talk about your position. Um, so, did you understand that the, the Sheikh did not say that sex, according to Islam, is... is, is, is yes, it's not sex. It's, it's if if you're doing it... Extramarital, yeah. Extramarital premarital then sex. Then it becomes... Okay, sexual. all right. Of course. And the same words... Um, for example, in Arabic, it will be zina, and in Hebrew, it's nut. Yeah. So it comes from the same root, and it's the same ideas yeah. that we have between two um, two religions. Good. So I think maybe um, what I can add to this conversation is it might be a bit different, for example, than in um, Christianity, is that in Judaism, there are very, very specific laws of separation. Okay. And let's put it this way. It's kind of a mysterious area, and not many people, like in every religion, talk about it freely. And I think this time I'm really grateful that I'm on the phone and not in the studio, you know, because it's not the easiest talk um have on the air about women's menstrual period and separation between husband and wife during these times and what are the laws we're talking about the family purity. For, 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 forgive me, uh, there, Rabbi. I, I, I'm, 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 you, you'll notice that tonight I'm, I'm not really dis, dis, well, disagreeing with much of what you guys are saying. I'm just getting some 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 clarity. Um, I want us to go back to to to, the, to your text. You believe in the writings of Moses. You believe in the writings of the prophets. Uh, yes. Correct. Yes. And the accounts, as as would be documented in the lives of the of the patriarchs and and and, and the prophets and so forth, and yet your your faith has support, 
and reveres the works and the life and times and the teachings of many of your patriarchs which had sex outside marriage and God while God forbade extra or premarital sex he then found himself accepting extra and premarital sex here's my question there uh, a rabbi how do we account for concubinage in your faith and yet we all know and agree that concubinage is not marriage then if you, how do you say that it is forbidden yet your God allows for concubinage in your faith? Almost all your patriarchs participated really in having sex outside marriage. I not ask me this question. <laughs> and I had a feeling that you will. Yes. Because obviously the stories of concubine in Judaism in, in the time of the Torah are very, very famous stories. And we can't really run away from them. And as you mentioned, it's very, we all know this. Um, look, it, it's a very complicated subject, um, and also we do need to differentiate, are we talking about the times of the Torah and the times of Moses, and, you know, are we talking about our days? That also we need, obviously it's not the same, but there are still similar moments that would be thousands and thousands of years from now and worse thousand years ago. What does that mean there, Rabbi? Yeah. What does that mean? That those things, though they may be true then, they are no longer true? Though they may be applicable then, they are no longer applicable now? Is that what you're suggesting, Rabbi? They are Rabbi? applicable that you cannot have sex before marriage because it's also, if we will go to the idea of masturbation, that men are not allowed to do it because they're wasting the seed that potentially we'll talk about masturbation in a short while i just need you to clarify the actual uh, carnal knowledge between a man and a man uh, i need you to help me understand how is it that you are saying it is not realistic and yet god relented while he had instituted marriage in the uh, pentateuch or what do you call it now the the, the first five books of the bible there you find he, he he seems to be institutionalizing marriage at least then i don't know about genesis but there he seems to be institutionalizing it at no point does he institutionalize concubinage but later on when these men these patriarchs of our faiths uh, seem to be indulging in concubinage he doesn't object to it he doesn't seek to punish them for it he doesn't seem to speak they against it he seems they to accept it punished, but also you need to understand that and I, and I do not believe that in Genesis it was a marriage because marriage comes much later and there is also this idea that marriage is referred to as Kiddushin, which comes from the Hebrew word um, holy. Because in Judaism, holy things are things that are set apart and made special and unique. So when sex is reserved for marriage, it is too considered to be holy. This is why in um, ultra-Orthodox communities, there is very, very specific laws about when are you having sex, what days woman and man cannot have sex, and et cetera, et cetera, because it's not, we're not talking just about the desire, and we're not talking only about this, um, you know, chemistry. We are talking about something that is set apart. I, under I understand. It's much more important than 
our desires. I understand. Uh, that's why I would hasten to offer the opportunity for you to clarify that point. If you're suggesting that you do not agree with the fact that there is no marriage in that book of Genesis. So in then biblical it. times, right, yes. concubines were kept in addition to a wife or wives back when we could have more than one wife. Say in that again. Please say that again, Rabbi. Sorry? You, you, in biblical times, concubines were what? Say that again, please. They were kept in addition to a wife. Correct, yes. So, in recent centuries, um, Jewish authorities have, for most part, dismissed this validity of concubines. And we know, we, we're talking is that, actually, in 18th century, there were people, there were legal minds that actually suggested that maybe we need to re- institute this practice yeah. because they were called for um, uh, uh, for, for, for a change. Yeah, I, 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 I understand that and I've, and I've seen that. So we can agree that as far as the, def- the clinical definition of marriage, and when I say clinical, I'm referring to the legal definition that we yeah. have adopted in the various pieces of legislation in our, in our, in our country, uh, concubinage doesn't fall anywhere under those uh, definitions. And it is, as, as your scriptures are concerned, Sex outside marriage, as our definition of marriage is concerned, is permissible and realistic and therefore should not be frowned upon. What happened is, is that, for example, in medieval Spain, um, Nachmanides, they permitted sex with an unmarried woman who was not involved with another man. Correct. This is what we know, you know, from the text. But nonetheless, the traditional the idea of having sex before marriage is not within the halakha, the legal complication. So there are people until today and back in medieval times and back even before that, that the Torah prohibits sex between man and a woman um, before marriage. The Torah prohibits sex when woman is menstruating, when she is in nida, and, 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 this is what we're talking about. I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break, Rabbi. When we come back, I'm going to give you also the opportunity to page through your scriptures and share with us where in the Torah it says sex before marriage so that we can all know where it's found. I'm not disputing it exists. I'm simply saying I'm going to give you the opportunity to share it with us. I'm going to take a break and come back. When we come back, we go back to Father's Tart. He was looking through his scriptures. He, I'm sure he has found his texts now. It's 20 minutes before 8. You're still listening to Facts of Faith. Hashtag SAFM Facts of Faith Please be reminded that our conversation tonight has sexual content in it in its entirety If you're one of those people who have just joined us please be aware that you have the responsibility to take your own decisions as to whether you want to listen to this conversation If you're uncomfortable with listening to a conversation on a religious show about sex, this is your chance to take the necessary adjustments. With that said, we'll take some calls, 0891-104-207. Read some texts. There's one text from Ubuping Sipatle. I'm hoping I'm reading that correctly. Ubuping Sipatle on Facebook comments and says, At church, we're just reminded not to have sex before marriage, but it's up to every one of us to make it happen because we're ordered to do so by the almighty creator of everything. Ubu Bing, please share the text with us. Let's go to Anonymous in Durban. My Anonymous, good evening to you. 
Good evening to you. How are you, Unai? Well, thank you, Ma. How are you? Okay, I forgot to make a joke. I forgot Thursday was the last day and make a, uh, give you a lighter note on that day. That's right. The whole weekend. But anyway, I just want to tell you, you know, in the, in the current uh, law, people are living with each other for over a year, maybe over a year, yep. over two years, five years, I don't know, yeah. before they really get married to each other. Right? And they're going through all these activities like a married person. Mm. Right? Um, uh, but, in, uh, but that's why in Islam, they teach you that you must marry after the age of puberty and, uh, when you, because people feel, uh, you know, for these activities. So that's why they have to make nikah so they can be with each other. Yeah. And if they're not happy with the marriage, then they can decide whether they want to go whichever way they want to go. I'm yeah. just saying they're not happy with the marriage. Yeah. But whilst they are in, uh, whilst they are um, uh, young, they have to marry via, you know, uh, make nikah via Islamic rights. Yeah. So, uh, so they can talk to each other, they can be with each other, because some people don't allow their daughters or the sons to talk to each other. That's the Sharia law that says that you're not allowed to talk to each other or even, uh, you know, uh, hug each other or hold hands with each other or any form of uh, uh, interference. Yeah. Right? Before marriage. But That's now you're talking they, Sharia, you're not talking Quran. I'm talking Sharia and I'm talking uh, activities as well. Yeah, I'm, talk- I'm, 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 I'm distinguishing between Sharia and the Quran. Sharia law is the is part is uh, from part of the Quran. Sharia law is from the Quran, extracted from the Quran. No, no, ma'am. Sharia law is not the Quran. These are decisions and judgments and opinions that have been uh, extracted. made from the hadiths, uh, given by the hadiths from the Prophet Muhammad yeah. uh, Correct. So the right di- and from the Sahabas, right? Yes, and there would yes. be some reference to the Quran, but <laughs> Sharia is not strictly Quran. Okay. If, yeah. uh, okay. It's maybe um, a, a, a portion from the teachings of the Sahabas, and you know, and the and the prophet. Himself. The interpretations, the explanations of those teachings. Yes, ma'am. Go yes. ahead. Yeah, and that's why I want to say that's why they have to marry very young, so they do not go from one place to the other or from one woman to the other. Although these days it's not happening, everybody is doing whatever they is, <laughs> whatever whatever they're not supposed to be. Not everybody. Yeah. Sorry. Not everybody. Most people are doing the things that are not according to Sharia law or according to the rules of Islam. Yeah, I understand. I understand. Got it. Right. Got it. All right, so then, you, you know why? And why with the AIDS, uh, with the AIDS running around to now, I think people are restricting themselves. And before people get married these days, I think they must do a three months AIDS test. Yeah. Before, the, so they won't be transferring these um, uh, HIVs to one another. Indeed, it's a good idea. Thank you very much, Ma Anonymous. Appreciate your call. All right, Father Statu. Uh, your chance. You want to share those texts? You said you said you had a lot of texts that would give a definition of marriage as you have it. Go ahead. This is your chance, Father. Yeah, I was uh, okay. Ma- according to the Catholic Church, it's marriage is the covenant by which a man and a woman establish between themselves a partnership. The, the, the text, the text, line. there, Father. We are running out of time. I need you to share with us the the biblical text you're saying you have so many of that would give us that definition. Well, okay, we can go to the Hebrews 13, uh, 4. You can go to the Corinthians 7. Let's read it. Let's read Let's read it there, uh, Father. Hebrews? Okay, Hebrews uh, chapter 13, verse 4. All right. Um, my version says, Marriage should be honored by all, and the marriage oh. bed kept pure from God will, for, for God will judge the adulterer and all the sexual immoral. True. That doesn't give us a definition of marriage there, Father. 
No, no. I, I was giving you the, the definition according to the Catholic Church. No, sir. Remember, um, remember, okay. the rabbi asked you, where do you get... Hold on. No, sir. No, sir. We don't have time. We need you to get to the text. Remember, the rabbi even asked you if you are asking this from your own perspective as a church or is it predicated and i explained that and you said yes. it is predicated in scripture we have given yes. you the opportunity to but, share with us those scriptures this is your chance okay. sir but please no can you listen to me the For text sir the text i'm only. saying to you this is what the catholic church teaches in terms of what is marriage so you okay. don't have a text that will give us the definition can I, can we agree on that sir Yes, okay, I will not give you any text because there are many texts uh, uh, based that, will, that defines what marriage to is according to the Catholic Church. All right. Can we agree then, Father, that you're going to share with us texts that would help you understand yes. as a Catholic Church, but those texts... So ho- hold on, Father. The, those texts are not the definition of marriage. That is what you use to f- construct your that, own definition. Okay, the, the, the text that I will give to you will not give you the specific the definition I've just given you yeah. according to the canon law of the yeah. church. Yeah. But the canon law definition is informed by the scriptural text okay. in the Bible. All right. So the Catholic it Church is not has made... word for word. I understand. I understand. So the yeah. Catholic Church has made up its own definition using these Correct. scriptures. All right. All right. Go ahead, Father. Go Pardon? ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Share them with us. Sir. Okay. The other question you asked me was about the whole... Was it realistic to be... Want to talk about abstinence in this day and age? Of course, I, I'm for the idea or the church of the idea. It, it is realistic. It depends with the individual uh, maturity, prudence, and the willingness of the individual to be uh, to to abstain from sexual activities before marriage. All right, no problem, no problem. Um, by the way, this this cl- this point was made clear. I didn't even uh, rebut it. It was made clear by Sheikh Ahmad that but while you did ask me this, I'm just I understand, I understand. Um, uh, uh, I didn't ask you again because if Sheikh Ahmad had already answered that one. That while it is real to see those who are um, undermining this prescript, it is also real to see that there are those who have upheld it. That was a clear answer there. I'm not even disputing that mm. point. So we're going to come back and take a break and come back. We're going to come back. We're talk about masturbation because what many have been encouraging <laughs> is masturbation it would appear so while we are talking about sex as in two people a male and a female having sexual intercourse we seem to have permitted people to masturbate that's one oh, yeah. two when we and uh, 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 i'll give you a chance to start rabbi and also um, uh, uh, people seem to have uh, been okay with any other form of sex as they please, whether it is sex with a toy or anything like that. It seems as though it is permissible. And so we're going to find out if I'm not having sex with another human being, uh, is that still frowned upon? Because it is uh, human to human that seems to be frowned upon in your scriptures. When we come back from the break, I'm going to begin with you, Rabbi, and then we come back and respond to all of these. You're listening to Facts of Faith. Welcome back. You're still listening to Facts of Faith. We are having a conversation about sex. You are duty warned to be circumspect and take decisions best for you and those around you, knowing full well that we are having conversations whose content is sexual. That said, 
Uh, Rabbi, you wanted to jump in. Go ahead. In Judaism, um, you wanted me to go in to find the text. So I went, as all other guests, to Exodus because it's the easiest. So it says, the man who emphasizes a woman who isn't betrothed must marry her afterwards unless her father refuses to allow him. Yeah. That's you, you, still, you, extramarital sex is forbidden in rabbinical Judaism. Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, pl- please share, share, share the text with us there, Rebbe. I'm not disputing, so I understand. 22.16. All right. Now, you will also find in, in 22 that it says, if then she agrees, they both must be stoned. <laughs> totally understand. I totally understand that, Rabbi. All right, let's talk about this. We have seven minutes remaining. We're going to ask us to be as yes. brief in our responses. Sheikh, I want well, to begin with you. Do- I want to begin with the Sheikh there. Uh, Sheikh, um, we are now talking about uh, other forms of sex, uh, which also have been proliferated uh, through many expos in our country. And uh, I'd like to know, uh, are we really being realistic when we're going to say, that too is wrong. If I'm not having sex with anybody, I'm just having sex with um, the toy or the hand, for example. Would that be impermissible as well? Yeah, in Islam it is impermissible, but I would love to uh, provide clarity also to um, the caller uh, on, on the basis that she emphasized on the issue of maturity. Yeah. So the, the the issue of marriage has to be dealt with case by case, right? Uh, we have people who are coming from a privileged background where they don't have uh, any challenges in terms of resources uh, or, or maybe, you, you know, yeah, resources, by the way. Or it, it has to be case by case. You find somebody is matured, but they do not have resources for, for taking care of their spouses or the, the other way around, right? So I wanted us to deliberate on that before I can even answer this one here. Um, Islam doesn't promote uh, sex out of marriage. So whether you're using a, a, a toy or not, that is sex, uh, because it will fulfill the same purpose that whenever you engage with your partner, this is the end result. So uh, if you, you are unable to marry rather fast, so Islam has options. Okay. If you are unable to marry, rather fast. So if, if you look at the verse in Surah Nisa where it speaks about marriage, it, is, uh, it, it says uh, you must marry uh, from what pleases you, from the male's perspective, uh, from what pleases you from the female. You can marry two, you can marry three, you can marry four, or you can marry one if you are unable to look after uh, multiple spouses or what your right hand possesses, which is whatever that your right hand possesses. It's any other woman who would be, it's it's not a concubine, but a a woman who can be under your supervision. For an example. Hold hold on, hold on, Sheikh. You're leaving me behind. You you made mention there of Surah Nisa, and and you didn't tell us which verse there. Chapter 4, by the way, to everybody else. Chapter 4, yes. Chapter 4, to be quite precise. Yes. So which, uh, which verse are you referring to there? Marry whatever pleases you from women. Take two, three, four, or one if you are unable to look after multiple spouses or what your right hand possesses. So in our context, let me assume that, uh, there's a, that you are married, right, or you are not married, but there's a woman who's a single mother. 
so in 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 our lingo in our in our lingo from the locations we would say um okay the woman who lives alone she's independent um but she's looking for somebody who can look after her and then she offers herself to this uh, particular gentleman that would be what your right hand possesses so i know many interpretation would be they would interpret that verse as uh, you must marry the slave girl right but what your right hand possesses is not only limited to a slave girl but it is limited to whichever or, or the availability of an, a particular individual who wants to be to, to right. be chased Please forgive me, Sheikh. I need to give um, also the rabbi an opportunity to breathe on this matter. Rabbi, toys, uh, self-gratification, impermissible? Yes, thank you. Yes. So, um, uh, despite not having explicitly prohibited in the Torah, but the in the oral Torah, they view masturbation as a um, um, halachic big no, and it's a very great sin. And it actually says um, in Shulchan Aruch that Wasting sperm is considered a sin greater than any sin ah, in the Torah. Ah, ah, wasting sperm. That's the, the problem there. Okay, okay. In modern right. days, just one sec. In modern days, the Allahi question, or whatever, for example, taking male semen and sperm for the purpose of um, a, a medical examination, it still remains a very big dispute among some of the Jewish legal authorities. But also, we need to remember is that... Um, in the Sefer Hasidim, one of the sages writes that if a man's sexual desire is so great that he's afraid of committing a, verse, a worse sin, then he is allowed to masturbate in order to avoid a, um, a, a sin that will be even worse. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa, whoa. Yes. So did yes. you say it's okay in Judaism to masturbate if no, you are avoiding I adultery? No, one sage, okay, <laughs> that did say that it's better that that person will um, masturbate in order not to have other things happening. Okay. But regarding a female, it says that female masturbation is also very wrong because it creates evil forces. It okay. brings a woman to connect spiritually with the evil uh-huh. and forbidden to think sexual fantasy about. It would have been nice to have a text to that effect there, Rabbi. I want to close by giving Father Start to the last word since he's a newbie here. So, masturbation, Father Start to, and playing with toys. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Masturbation, of course, for the Catholic Church is a no-no. Masturbation is an intrinsically and seriously disordered act. The main reason is that whatever the motive of acting this way, the deliberate use of sexual faculty outside normal conjugal relations in sexually contradict the finality of the faculty. Okay, so do you have a, a text for that one as well, Father? Pardon me? Do you have a text uh, from where that is extracted? Uh, we can go to Thessalonians 4, verses 3, 4, 7. What does Thessalonians 4 say, uh, Father? Okay. The first one is God wants us to be holy and stay away from sexual sins. He wants us to he wants each of, of us or each of you to learn to control your own bodies in a way that is holy and honorable. But that does not speak to masturbation there, self gratification or gratification using toys or devices. That does that, that text doesn't speak to that, does it? 
Oh, but it allows to it as much as it does not. It alludes to it. Okay, got it. I'm going to leave it right there. My time is up. Father Benjamin Star, thank you very much. Sheikh Tapelo Ahmad, thank you very much. Rabbi Julia Magolis, thank you to you as well. From me, Nayelu Pondwana, and the team, have a wonderful evening and Godspeed.